This episode is brought to you by the Weather Channel app. Did you know the app can help you forecast more than just the weather? With allergy tracking and fluid mapping. So you know when to stay inside and load up on podcast, As well as air quality and UV indexing. So you know when to get outside, load up on sunscreen and podcast. Forecast more of what you love with the Weather Channel app. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Care Talk. My name is Laura Packard, and I am the executive director of Healthcare Voter. But healthcare is also personal to me because I'm a cancer survivor, and I've had firsthand experience with the American health system. So we are here to answer your healthcare questions and uh, help you figure out what's the best thing to do for your situation. So please keep calling or texting in your questions and we'll answer them in a future episode. And our first question today is from Bill, who wants to know, what do you do when appeals fail? My employer provided coverage refuses to cover Parkinson's medications. Uh, and to answer that question, welcome Alika from Health Sherpa. Thanks, Laura. Um, and again, without knowing more about Bill's situation, it's hard to get too specific here. But in general, um, if you've exhausted the appeals process with your insurance company, one thing that you can explore is getting an external review or filing an appeal through your state. Um, sometimes there's a, an external review process available where um, an independent um, entity can review the claim and, and sort of see whether they think that the company should have um, been able to deny that or not. Um, Now, uh, in order to see whether, uh, what the process is for that in your state, um, the Department of Insurance can be a good um, place to start. But generally, if you Google your state name and uh, external appeal or file an appeal, there'll be more information about that available. Thank you, Alika. And also to help out, welcome Diane from Just Care and Social Security Works. Thanks, Laura. And Bill, um, just piggybacking off of what Alika said, um, I would just add, talk to your doctor about the drugs that have been prescribed. See if the doctor can be your advocate with the insurance company. Sometimes if a treating physician says that the drugs are medically reasonable and necessary and that there's no alternative that could work for you, um, that can help a lot in getting um, your drugs covered. In addition, um, your doctor might be able to prescribe alternative drugs for you that can work just as well. So I think your doctor is an excellent ally. And also the HR department in your company, if it's a small company, you probably don't even have one, but whoever it is that's working with the insurance um, coverage that you have, the insurance company, um, may be able to advocate on your behalf as well. Uh, insurers don't want to lose contracts with employers. And sometimes if you know the powerful figure in your office reaches out, that can get you a different result and a better result that meets your few other ideas. Mm-hmm. And also, you may want to contact your legislators uh, to see if there's anything they can do. Uh, your your uh, U.S. representative, your senators, they usually have uh, constituent services uh, people in their office that help with problems like this. Since this insurance is through your employer, they may be limited in what they can do, but it's certainly worth a call to see if they can help out. 
Our next question is from Dorothy, who says that uh, they were reading the AARP this evening and the price drop for medications doesn't go into effect until 2025. My friend has Parkinson's and her medication costs her $700 a month. I don't know um, that she's going to be uh, here in 2025 uh, to take advantage of those price drops. So Diane, do you have any suggestions for people on Medicare uh, for cheaper meds? Yes. So, um, first of all, it may be the case, just to say it, that the, that the price of her drug will not even drop in 2025 because we're starting with only 10 drugs and it may not be a Parkinson's drug. Um, but the options um, for somebody like your friend can, can go from the drug manufacturer's discount program. Always reach out to the manufacturer of the drug. And uh, you might find that they can get you that drug at a low price. Um, that's probably the best first line of attack. Secondly, um, you may be able to import these drugs from abroad. Um, it is obviously, it is not something that is technically legal, but the FDA does allow or does not prosecute people for importing drugs for personal use from abroad. And often drugs that are $700 um, a prescription in this country are as little as $100 a prescription abroad. So that's another low cost way to get a drug or even a trip to Canada or Mexico can be worth it uh, to save money on a drug. Um, you can um, go to pharmacychecker.com to find out about low cost drug options um, abroad um, and in this country. So that's where I would start. Thank you, Diane. Our next question is from Lydia, who wants to know, which are the insurers that provide the ability to self-refer? Alika, can you explain what self-referring is? Absolutely. Um, and so generally, this refers to whether you are required to go see your primary care provider and get a referral for them um, in order to go see a specialist. So say I wanted to go see um, you know, a, a pulmonologist or something like that. Um, I might need uh, in certain types of health plans to go check with my primary care doctor first and have them write me a referral uh, before my insurance company would cover that kind of care. Um, now, it's, it's really important to note that this isn't necessarily a question of, you know, what insurance company you work with. It's a question of what type of plan you are on. And generally, um, when you shop for coverage, say, you know, again, or when, whether you're choosing between plans offered by your employer or you're shopping on the ACA marketplace, um, there are uh, up to four different types of plans you'll see. And apologies in advance for the, the acronym soup here. But um, the most common are um, you, the most common ones you'll see are HMOs and PPOs. Um, but in some cases, you'll also see plans called EPOs and uh, POS plans. Uh, these types of plans vary. These four different types of plans vary in two really important ways. The first is whether they will cover any care outside of the insurance company's network. Um, and the second is whether they allow you to just go see, you know, a, a, a specialist if you want to, or whether you might need a referral um, from that primary care provider. In general, if you are um, looking for a plan that is going to not require a referral, um, you're looking for either a PPO plan or an EPO plan. Uh, the PPO plans are going to cover some out-of-network care, and generally those EPO plans are going to not cover out-of-network care. Um, now, this is all to say um, the 
while that's generally how these types of plans work, um, in some cases, a specific plan might operate a little bit different. So it's really important um, before you enroll in a plan, um, if that's something that's really important to you, to actually check the plan documents like the summary of benefits and coverage and check whether uh, a referral, a uh, self-referral is uh, uh, allowed or a referral is required to seek certain kinds of care. So that's the, the only way to be 100% sure. Thanks, Alika. Our next question is from Gerald, uh, who asks us to address the issue of non-disclosed PBM drug rebates and how uh, this increases the prices of drugs to pharmacies and uh, companies. Uh, so let's start with what is a PBM, Diane? Great question. Um, and it is a company that is the middleman between the insurance company and the pharmaceutical manual. And the goal is laudable in theory. And the goal is for this intermediary, this PBM, pharmacy benefit manager, to negotiate lower costs on the drugs that your insurance company provides you. The issue is how they get those lower costs. They get them, but they get them often in the way of rebates. And they don't tend to disclose those rebates, as you say, Gerald. They tend to keep that confidential. And then the question is, what do they do with those rebates? In the ideal world, those rebates would go to people enrolled um, getting health insurance, the patients. But what happens in practice is that oftentimes it's the PBM and the insurance company that benefits from the rebates and the patients end up paying more for their drugs. And as a result of this system, sometimes insurance companies do not have generic drugs on their formularies because the rebates that the PBM gets are to put this high cost prescription on their formulary and to steer people to these higher cost drugs as opposed to towards their generic alter. So the PBMs, the pharmacy benefit managers, are of, at this point, very questionable value in terms of bringing down the cost of prescription health insurance. Thank you, Diane. Our next question is from Natalie, who wants to know what types of holistic or alternative care is covered in network for most POS type insurance plans? If you have a terminal cancer, is it any different in what may be covered? Alika? So a lot of this is going to depend on what state you're in. Um, there are certain states that do mandate um, that plans, particularly if you're you know, going through the Affordable Care Act marketplace, um, do cover some types of alternative um, care uh, therapies. Um, I would say chiropractic and acupuncture are probably the most common. Um, but again, um, the specifics of what um, plans in your area might offer um, and how many visits they might allow in a given year is going to depend on, on where exactly. You um, the second piece is um, when we talk about sort of networks as well. Um, it is really going to depend on what market you're in, um, what insurance company you're with, whether there even are in-network providers for those um, kinds of therapies um, and how many uh, and, and that kind of thing. So if you are looking to work with a very specific provider, um, it is always a good idea. Or, or you know, if there are four providers in the network, you know, call them all um, and check whether they actually still work with that insurance company, because often those online registries are pretty out of date. Um, so that would be um, something to consider while you are uh, shopping or deciding between plans. I'm not aware of any um, specific uh, 
differences in coverage that are mandated based on health status, but um, that might certainly be the case in particular plan structures. Okay, thank you. Uh, our next question is from Stu, who says, why does my Medicare monthly cost keep going up while I'm sitting $50 above the poverty level in my state so I don't get assistance? Why do I pay taxes on Social Security plus get Medicare taken out of my check at such high rates? Diane. Okay, this is an important question. Uh, one of the biggest issues with Medicare is that it doesn't begin to cover all your health care costs. And it tends not to help people um, with costs um, unless you qualify for Medicaid. But in your case, it may be that you qualify for what's called a Medicare savings program. And those are programs that are offered through Medicaid. They're not Medicaid, but they're offered through Medicaid. And you qualify for help with your Medicare premium. Actually, that chunk of money that's now being taken out of your Social Security check is not taken out of your Social Security check if you qualify. And um, it usually would cover somebody whose income is 135%, up to 135% over the federal poverty level. So I would highly recommend that you reach out to your Medicaid office in your state to see if you're eligible for this program. What's crazy and unfortunate is about half of all people who are eligible for these programs are not enrolled in them because uh, they're not made aware of them and because their states don't do a good job of making it easy um, to, to qualify. But uh, you can get help through your state health insurance assistance program in enrolling. Uh, the question is, can you get help through the Medicare savings program to offset the cost of your premium. And then sometimes it will also cover the cost of your uh, co-insurance and other out-of-pocket costs as well, depending upon your income and assets. Thank you, Diane. Uh, the next question is from Wade, who says that my deductible is $7,800. Uh, why so high? Alika. Great question. Um, so, I will say high deductibles um, sort of in that range are, are very common, um, are becoming more common. And the sort of theory behind a high deductible is that um, if patients have some skin in the game, then they're not going to go, yeah, uh, not going to go seek care that um, might not be um, sort of considered necessary. We know in practice, high deductibles actually deter people from getting care that they really need, um, even preventive care, which, you know, isn't something. So, um, I'll say, you know, if you are looking for coverage that has a lower deductible, usually you have a couple of options. Um, sometimes you might be able, if you can afford it, to pay a higher premium to find a plan that has a little bit of a lower deductible. Um, if you are um, shopping on the Affordable Care Act marketplace and your income is relatively low, about $34,000 a year um, for a single person, um, it is a really good idea to double check whether you qualify for um, extra savings called cost sharing reductions. Um, these are savings that bring down the cost of your um, co-pays, it brings down your deductible and your out-of-pocket maximum, uh, the limit on how much you spend every year. Um, and a lot of people who qualify for these plans are not, um, these, these extra uh, assistants um, aren't benefiting from these cost sharing reductions because they're not enrolled in a silver tier plan. You have to enroll in a silver plan in order to access those cost sharing reductions. So if you are in that um, situation, you are eligible for those cost sharing reductions, but you are not in a silver plan, 
um, when open enrollment um, comes around this year, again, we're about a month out, November 1st, um, make sure that you are checking to see uh, if you can maybe switch into one of those silver plans to access a lower copay. Um, if you are lower deductible and, and lower copays. Um, if you uh, also, if, if you are in this sort of situation where the only plans that you can afford do have very high deductibles, it's a really good idea to check what kind of coverage is uh, available to you before you need that deductible. Um, on all ACA plans, um, preventive care is always going to be free if it's in network um, when you before you meet that deductible. And many plans these days will offer, say, primary care visits or specialist visits or urgent care um, at a flat copay uh, before that deductible uh, applies. So if all the options you have are high deductible, check that summary of benefits and coverage uh, and try to find a plan that'll offer some pre-deductible. Great, thank you, Alika. And Barbara wants to know, I have an option through my retirement plan to get a 70-30 PPO plan as secondary to Medicare. How can I determine whether this is more or less comprehensive than Part G and Part D? Diane? Uh, excellent question. Uh, as, as far as Part G, uh, which is actually um, uh, Plan G, it's a Medicare supplemental coverage plan that's quite comprehensive. Um, as far as that is concerned, you're going to get complete or almost complete coverage, virtually all your care needs met with uh, Plan G um, for your medical and hospital care. So not your prescriptions, but it will fill the gaps in your coverage very nicely at minimal cost. So I would, I would bet, although you need to confirm this with your HR office, that you're better off with Plan G than with the PPO that only covers 70% of the remaining 20%. But the question then becomes, what prescription drug coverage does that PPO cover? And what does that um, do for you uh, as compared with the Part D plan that you can get? Uh, today, um, the Part D plan will cover some of your prescription drugs, but not, um, but probably around 75% actually of the cost of your prescription drugs. So this is going to be a complicated um, analysis to actually figure out which is better. But um, based on what you can get with uh, the Plan G Medigap in terms of coverage and what you can get through Part D as compared to 70% coverage through your employer, probably Plan G and Part D are better than that coverage. But you do need to double check with your employer and sit down with the HR department to make sure that is the case. Good advice to talk to HR. Thank you, Diane. And now I'm pleased to introduce our special guest, Ann Shoup of Protect Our Care, who's going to be talking about the Inflation Reduction Act's measures to drive down healthcare costs and their national bus tour to let Americans know how and when they can access these new benefits. Welcome, Ann. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about our latest bus tour. We love hosting these bus tours. Um, as part of it just it's it's something that protect our care just loves to do and Laura loves to join us on them um, so we're excited to have her again this year so our latest bus tour is traveling 12,000 miles we did the math 
um, with over 40 events in 21 states. And we call our bus Care Force One. It's, it's wrapped with, with our lovely logo and messaging. Um, and it's going to be crisscrossing the nation with one message. And that is thanks to President Biden and Democrats in Congress for passing the Inflation Reduction Act, because now help is on the way. Um, this is the officially the lower cost, better care tour. It's going to be five weeks long, uh, starting next week uh, uh, on October 3rd. And it's really promoting the work of the lawmakers who work tirelessly to pass this historic bill and to hold Republicans accountable for rejecting the measures to lower costs for the American people. Um, the tour will, like Laura said, will inform the public about the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act and what benefits are available and how and when Americans can access them. Talked a little bit today that, you know, some of the benefits are going to take a little longer to get to, but um, but a lot of the benefits in this bill are, are going to um, take effect as soon as next year. So we're really saying help is on the way. Um, and this bill was two decades in the making. And, um, you know, it's going to be lowering costs for, for millions of families and seniors. And it's going to thankfully begin to um, address some of the deep racial inequities in our healthcare system. So uh, we'll um, be really excited to talk about that. To be, We're going to be joined by um, members of Congress. We're, the lineup's already coming together. So many of these stops, we're going to have members of Congress. We're going to have local elected officials, healthcare advocates, and storytellers, Laura Packard. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of ways for you to, uh, to follow the tour and to help uh, promote this, promote this cause. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's still the, the lineup still ever evolving as we try to lock down, uh, participants and, and, and make sure the, uh, we can get in as many stops as possible. But if you go to our website, um, protectourcare.org and slash, um, bus dash tour, you'll be able to see the entire lineup. You can also Google protect our care bus tour. I checked and it does come up first. Um, and so you can, you can kind of check out what states we're going to be driving to and, um, and the different stops. Generally it's Monday through Friday for the next five weeks, starting next week. And, um, we'll, typically have a stop in the morning and a stop in the afternoon. Um, you can follow, if you can't join the tour in person, you can follow along uh, on our social media. Um, you can check out Twitter and Facebook or Protect Our Care um, uh, on, on both and our Instagram. Um, and they there will be upcoming uh, Facebook uh, event pages for each of the tour stops. So, um, you know, definitely that's the, that's the best place to, to check out the, the most up-to-date information on the tours, but uh, you can watch them live stream on our Facebook page and on Twitter. So that's another great way to get involved, but uh, we're really excited. Um, we, uh, we want to make sure that, that folks know what is in this bill and, and how it's going to help them and, uh, and definitely keep up the momentum uh, for for more action to be done, you know, on healthcare because, like I said, this bill was decades in the making, and you know, it it did so so much. But we really just see this as, um, even though it was the most uh, impactful bill since the passage of the Affordable Care Act, um, we really just see this as a starting point. So you know, we we had a big win against pharma, something that's. Um, the, you know, the pharmaceutical industry, industry, something that's not really uh, done. So hopefully this is just the beginning. And so we're going to keep building momentum to 
to improve our healthcare and make sure that everybody has access to uh, better costs and lower cost healthcare, <laughs> better care, lower costs. Um, yeah, so so definitely check it out and 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 we uh, we hope you can come out and join us in person. But if not, then then follow us along on social media. Thank you, Anne. And so the website again is protectourcare.org slash bus dash tour. And we're going to be starting off a week from today, Monday in Bangor, Maine. And as Anne said, we're going across the country. And so this show, Care Talk, uh, we are not going to be having our usual weekly shows uh, during the next month, but we will hopefully bring you uh, interviews and uh, more from the road so that you can hear uh, from people that are directly affected uh, by uh, the in Inflation Reduction Act and by our healthcare system. So stay tuned. Uh, Care Talk will be potentially going on the road uh, as well, uh, probably still on Mondays. Uh, but uh, we're excited to be a part of this. Hope to see you out at one of the many events across the country. Uh, and if you can't make it, as Anne said, you can watch along on social media. You should uh, make uh, make sure that you like the Protect Our Care Facebook page because that's going to be the primary place to watch these live events. But also follow Protect Our Care on Instagram and Facebook uh, to get more updates. And we hope to see you on the road. And with that, uh, we're excited to uh, get going, uh, pack our bags, and uh, thank you everybody for watching. Uh, stay tuned uh, for Care Talk on the Road and for events in your city, hopefully. Again, that website is protectourcare.org slash bus dash tour. And keep asking your questions. We will be back to answer your healthcare questions uh, probably in early November because open enrollment for the Affordable Care Act starts November 1st. And uh, open enrollment for uh, Medicare uh, starts in mid-October. Diane, do you want to speak a little bit about that? Uh, sure, yeah. Um Beginning October 15th and through December 7th, uh, there is the Medicare annual open enrollment period. Uh, but already uh, you can um, go through the Medicare and You handbook. I've done a quick dive into it. Uh, it's filled with all kinds of information. Um, I was just noting today, though, that two pieces of information that it does not include that's important for you to know is that your out-of-pocket cap in a Medicare Advantage plan, should you go that route, uh, would be um, as high as $7,550, depending upon the Medicare Advantage plan you choose. So look carefully if you're opting for one of these private insurance plans that offer Medicare benefits. Look very carefully at your out-of-pocket max because that's really going to be um, what you may need to pay if you end up becoming sick and uh, needing a lot of healthcare services. So um, look at that carefully and then recognize, secondly, that if you're in a traditional Medicare plan, you will need supplemental coverage to limit your out-of-pocket exposure but once you have that, you will have very few, if any, out-of-pocket costs. So that's one of the biggest trade-offs between traditional Medicare 
and Medicare Advantage as you begin to look at your choices. But study that Medicare and You handbook. And also, if you like your Medicare prescription drug plan, do not assume that it will be the same next year. Everything can change. Prices can go up. Different drugs can be covered. Different drugs can be in new tiers. So you definitely want to compare your prescription drug costs today with your current plan against what it will be with that plan if you continue for next year and what it will be in other plans. You could save a lot of money. Thank you, Diane. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We hope to see you on the road in the next month or so. If not, we'll be back in November. And this is Care Talk.